Hey, you know me, I'm Ryan, it's the What If Podcast, and I just wanted to weigh in really quick and let you all know that you're only getting half of the What If Podcast that you could be getting. You done goofed, bud. You done goofed, bud. If you go to patreon.com slash whatifpodcast and you chip in just five bucks a month, that's only like a buckish a week. You're going to get an additional second episode of the What If Podcast every single week that you've never heard before and isn't available anywhere else. Also, if you join now, there's like 50 old episodes that you get to listen to. There's a back, back catalog of, yeah, like over 50 episodes plus in additional new one every week that means you're going to get an additional 50 plus paid episodes every single year holy shit that's a lot of extra show so if you want to support the show and you want to get something super duper cool in return go to patreon.com slash what if podcast chip in five bucks a month and you get literally hundreds of hours of content uh we can't thank everybody enough who's already done it and uh yeah if you want to get dope shit for a little bit of money in return Head over there right now. Brian, do you want to hear a voicemail from Bear? Oh, shit. Hey, boys, this is Bear. What's I'm up? out here uh, out here at the burn barrel. Oh. But, uh, we got a full moon out here tonight. I'm standing out here. I figure I'd give you guys a call. Time out. I, uh, Bear, what you burning? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what a burn barrel is. That must bur- be an Indiana thing. Oh, I definitely know what a burn barrel is, but I want to know what he's burning. A lot of times burn barrels are used for, and we'll have bear calls back and verify, but a lot of times burn barrels are used for, uh, you could actually make good charcoal on the bottom of it that you mm. can use in like smoking stuff. Uh, so if you're going to you smoke, smoke things with wood, uh, not usually you smoke it with meat and the, or excuse me, you smoke you smoked meat. meat with meat. <laughs> yes. You just throw meat burn in there meat. and turn it, uh, set it on fire and throw it next to the other meat. Burn the meat <laughs> to burn the meat. Mm. No, you you smoke the meat by uh, you burn wood down into like hot charcoal, and then you use that hot charcoal to get uh, a grill up to temperature, mm. and then you continue to add more wood. This on is top fascinating, of but I'd love to listen to the rest of Bear's voicemail. Please talk to us, Bear. I listened to an old episode. It was about all coincidence and synchronicity, and oh yeah, and, uh, that's always been something interesting to me. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's funny. You take an impromptu trip somewhere that you had never been, and you walk into the odd store, and you walk in there, and all of a sudden you you're greeted with somebody that you known from way back. That's kind of cool. True. Uh, Facts. It's just some things seem very impossible. Uh, one time I was driving in Ohio, and uh, I'd I've been on the road for about a week. And I'd been all over. I'd been up to Chicago, down through Tennessee to Knoxville, and uh, back up to Cleveland, and over to Toledo. And I was coming down through uh, Wapakoneta, Ohio. There's Whoa. a PA there. And uh, I, I pulled in and stopped and talked to a guy about his rig. He had a real nice rig. And, Sick. Uh, Man, I thought, well, I'll do a little bit of paperwork, so I did that. I thought, well, then I'll go inside. <laughs> damn it, Bear. Oh, damn it. <laughs> that... <laughs> damn it. Uh, oh, wait, is that uh, in there? Did he call back? Hold on. I think I think he called back. I believe in you, Bear. Hey, anyhow. Yep. <laughs> that no. blame it, boys. It got cut off. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> the bottom line is, if any number of those things would have 
not happen. No, Bear, you got cut off so much earlier than you thought you got uh, cut off. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, and I missed him. You know, it was, it was just uh, what you were talking about, this synchronicity or coincidence. And uh, by the way, I think I think that guy's name's Chance. He's been a, a a guest a couple of times. Has and, for uh, sure. Facts. That, that guy's hilarious. I like <laughs> him quite a bit. What up, Chance? Pretty neat. And guys, you know, he's equally intelligent and clever. And and uh, I like the guys you have on there. And uh, oh, I I'd, I'd like to thank whomever. My, my guy's giving a, an acceptance speech right now. Wait, wait, wait. What did he say? He said, I'd like to thank whoever. Oh, hold on, hold on. Somebody on there picked up a crayon or two and drew a picture of, of a bear. Uh-huh. <laughs> that Hell was yeah. pretty cool. I saw it on Facebook. Hell yeah. You know, I never had Facebook up until just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but, it, you know, I'm always wanted to follow people's stuff, but I didn't know anything about Facebooking. And Bear's wife, he so put him on. My wife, she... Boom. Call her Buttercup. Buttercup Facebooks. Yeah. Well, you ought to get on there and see what those guys have on Facebook. And and the other day, I was looking through my whatever the the uh, alerts or the uh, the I was looking through there and yep. and uh, yep. you got Ryan it. Had posted on my my page or something that that somebody had done a. Uh, uh, bear to the bear, and yep. I got a real kick out of that. Hey, so, uh, I appreciate it, boys. Anyhow, I hope you guys are doing well. Look forward to talking to you guys again someday. Yes, sir. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm really enjoying your podcast. Hey, all right, hang in there with them. <laughs> My man, My man, yeah, what's up, Bear? Shout hey, out to Joe. Bear. They got their voicemail. Oh, oh. <laughs> he started talking to somebody else. Okay, oh. all right, it Dude. fell off. Hey, um, shout out to you, Bear. Good to hear from you, man. Thanks for calling in as always. Very important. That yep. that voicemail was two minutes and four seconds. Two minute restriction, dead. Oblivious. Talk to us as long as you want. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Fuck up our Google Drive storage fuck, one time. Fuck up. <laughs> fuck it right up. Fuck it all the way up, bud. I'm trying to see if we can get a three minute voicemail or a four minute voicemail, like one at a time. Mm. Hey, but mm. if you call we'll and find you find just... our new limits, we're pushing our edges, bro. Yes. Shout out to Chance. Shout out to Chance. <laughs> if you call and you don't say shit, ooh, I'm gonna be pissed. But if you have a three minute story to tell mm, or a four minute story to tell. Yeah, no filibustering here. Yeah, you can't just call and be mm. like, mm, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> if you do, we're gonna call you. If you do that, we're gonna call you back because we have your number and we're gonna roast you. We're gonna full lame you. We have a couple more voicemails. You wanna listen to them? Yeah, let's do a couple more before we dive into it today. Hey guys, my name's Levi. I'm calling from St. Louis. What's up, I'm Levi? listening to your uh, most recent heist episode, of painting. Mm-hmm. Doing some math, I figured they're about they're both about fifty when they actually stole the painting. If I have all my numbers right, I'm wondering if maybe this is just kind of like a bucket list thing. Oh. You know, they wanted to you know live on the wild side a little bit and get the jollies off by stealing the painting. You know, if they've been teachers their whole lives, maybe they just wanted to you know enjoy life. I don't know. Just a theory. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Bye. Was Ian? First of all, Levi, I think. Levi, sorry, my bad. Um, just because you've been teachers your whole lives doesn't mean that you can't enjoy life, Levi. <laughs> I don't appreciate your stereotyping of teachers as in a your man voicemail. who has taught. <laughs> as, as a man who taught for a decade, I don't appreciate you saying that we can't enjoy life. But um, yeah, I think that's a reasonable theory. <laughs> 
That seems totally plausible to me. Defend, defend, defend. Also, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just check them real quick, but also I, I mostly agree with you. I, for what it's worth, for everybody that listened to last week's episode, at the end of the day, that was kind of my take was that they were like, this was a thrill-seeking, like, yeah. joyride-ass type heist, not like a, I'm trying to get my, trying to get my paper up type heist. Yeah, yeah. I think I I think I agree with that. Um, we got one more from. Uh, do you do you have the uh, do you have the message from Travis up? Uh, yeah, there's one about a, a UFO though. I don't know if we Ooh. can skip that one. Well, hey, y'all are here. You're y'all are here with us uh, to to bang it out. So let's bang it out. Let's do both. Yeah, sure. <laughs> one by one. Hey, what's up, guys? Hi. Right, so I've been listening to your podcast for. A- Probably a month or two now. Tight. And I Welcome literally to the party, listen my dude. to every single podcast that is on the Apple Podcast app. Let's go. Anyway, <laughs> my name's Ian. I'm from New Hampshire. Oh, Ian. Um, I'm calling because I have a story, believe it or not. Let's go. I don't believe it. So I was with my girlfriend last night, and I was driving home. We got some dinner, some fucking good quesadillas. I don't believe it. No such thing as a good quesadilla. Your story's bullshit, Ian. Hey, Ian, you, you, first of all, I suppose just lied to you, because of course it's, a good, it's such a good thing as a good quesadilla. But what I really want to know is where do you live, because I really want there to be a restaurant in your neighborhood called fucking, fucking good, good quesadillas. quesadillas. <laughs> and if not, we're coming to open one. Anyway, so I'm driving home, and we always take this back road that she loves, so... It was probably around nine o'clock and I'm driving and I look up and there's like some lights in the sky and I was like, oh, it's just an airplane. But I looked again and it definitely was not. I I swear to God, usually when you look at an airplane that's flying, it's got two lights and a blinking light. This was four lights in like a square or triangle or something. I don't know. It's, Four it, lights in a triangle? It's a, it's a drone, my dude. It was like that kind of pattern. Anyways, so I was like, well, I got to take a picture. So I stopped, and immediately my girlfriend was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's probably just a plane or a drone or something. But when I got out of my car to take a picture, I looked at my door handle to open the door. And then once I opened the door, I looked up, it was gone. And literally no lights anywhere. So pretty weird story. Probably was a UFO. Um, yeah. So fucking scary. I cried. <laughs> All right. That's the end of Ian's voicemail. He just hung up. Mm-hmm. I cried. Bye. <laughs> he didn't even say bye. He just hung um, up. I think you saw a drone and... Um, Hey, I mean, Ian, if you feel like you need to cry, cry it out. But like, Ian, I don't think not, you need to be too worried. We're not laughing at the concept of crying. I'm a big crier. I cry at movies. I cry at life. I cry in the shower. I cry all the time. Dude, sometimes but, I just think about Coco and, and I have a hard time. Oh, Jesus. Pixar. <laughs> God. You know every one of those story meetings starts with, so when and how much are we going to make people cry? And mm-hmm. the answer is always, all the time in a lot. <laughs> But mostly at the end. But mostly at the end and the beginning. That's Christ, how you tell good stories, right? Up was like a oh, yeah. up was like a yeah. fucking dagger in my eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, one more voicemail and then we'll get into it. Uh, okay, you want to play Travis's? Yeah, I think this other one is. Yeah, this is Bear asking for our address 
because Bear is apparently mailing us something. Bear! So we'll keep you guys updated on what Bear sends us. Unless Bear... Yeah, hey, tell us if you don't want us to talk about it. We can also not talk about it if it's yeah, something well, secretive. Then we'll, you know, then we'll make something up for the people. That's true. We'll be like, Bear sent us a real live Ferris wheel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a It's 180 feet tall. <laughs> there is a there is 60 different carts on it. Spencer and I ride opposite sides and we scream at each other. <laughs> it's actually the only way we record the podcast from now on. Hi guys, this is Travis, the one of the airplane guys actually. What's up? Uh, been listening to you guys' Patreon about the uh, flight nine seventy or whatever it is, three seventy, MH three seventy. And uh just yes. to clarify, we talked about uh flight MH three seventy on the paid episode last week for whatever uh, it takes. I think we just said oh it was the somebody found a Thinks they found it on Google, Google Maps. Maps. Yes, yeah, that was really. And turns out they probably didn't. And it's just an airplane flying over the ocean. Yes, but as it turns out, uh, yeah, I actually know quite a bit about that because I was listening to a podcast recently that, that talked about it. And uh, you know, as it turns out, I'm we're sitting in an airplane right now, listening to you guys talking about how terrifying it is to fly and you know all that good junk. And uh, that's me. I by actually the way. on that podcast uh, they talked about that picture that they found from Google Maps. Yep. And uh, the weird thing about it is they, <clears throat> I guess they somehow tracked the plane for like seven hours after it took off. Yep. And uh, then now they're saying that it was only an hour away. Anyway, I was just, you know, thought it was kind of weird and pretty cool that uh, you guys were talking about that. And uh, I think that might actually make a pretty good topic to talk about. There's a lot of weird conspiracy type stuff that, uh, Surrounds that whole MH370 thing. Anyway, just uh, keep on keeping on, I guess. Take it easy. Right on, Travi. Thanks for your call, bro. I do want to do maybe not specifically that because that disappearance, but like a um, like a Bermuda Triangle or a, yeah. like disappearances of boats and planes and ghost trains and okay. I'm going to have to get real drunk if we're talking about plane <laughs> crashes for an hour and a half because that's like my worst fear. So, okay. All right. Um, oh, I'm a guest. Spencer's <laughs> plane fell out of the fucking sky. Cool fucking shit, bro. Oh, cool. This sounds... Oh, it's a malfunction. You don't say. I'm going to fucking walk everywhere. I go forever. Fuck you. It sounds like one of our normal episodes. I mean, you're not entirely incorrect <laughs> about that. All right. Um, I think that's... Uh, that's good voicemails for this week. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail, you might show up on the show. We might call you back. We've been calling people back a little bit less frequently than we used to, but uh, we still will and do if you want us to. Uh, you can leave us a message at 612-246-4614. Uh, yeah, we've got a voicemail set up. You can tell us anything you want, and you can test that three- and four-minute limit if you have a three-minute or four-minute-long story. But make sure it's a story. I'm going to drive to your house and poop on your lawn. Gross. Gross. Ryan, you want to talk about secret space programs? Space balls. Oh, have you seen it? I have. Nice. It's been a long time, but I have seen space balls. Dude, I saw the biggest fucking RV I've ever seen in my life driving down my residential ass street sick at like one in the morning the other night did it park in your neighbor's front yard no but i think it may have been a ghost rv Whoa. this thing was like 
What's uh, it was like the length of a semi trailer, if sure. not more, and okay. it looked like it was from the seventies at the at the latest, and it was named like you know how you na- put the name of a boat on a on uh-huh. a boat. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> this had that on the front across the like you know right under the uh, the windshield, and the name was Land Yacht. Ah, uh, <laughs> sick. Yeah. Cool. It made me really happy. And I, I envisioned, like, as it was coming closer, I stopped and watched this this yep. glorious machine yep. roll past, and I was I was kind of expecting the, uh, what's his name, Barf? Yes. I was expecting Barf to be driving, but it was just a very happy-looking middle-aged man. I, um, I, feel like, I feel like what should have happened in this moment is just, like, feet pounding the hardwood floors in your home going, Bye, honey! <laughs> I found my true calling. Yeah, like whatever uh-huh. happens, you are hitching a ride mm-hmm. with. <laughs> I'm going where you guys are going. What up? I now preach the religion of the land yacht. <laughs> you are my All people now. I can provide you with beats and alien commentary. <laughs> They're like, dope. We like both those things. Cool. Uh, yeah. But I don't know why we were talking about that. Space program. Because I yelled space balls. Space balls that's right, that's when right, we were talking right. about. Uh, we Short were talking about secret space programs. Yeah, where do you want to start? This one goes in all of the craziest, but also some probably real directions. For sure. Um, uh, you want to start with the more realistic stuff and branch out, or take it all the way out there, bud? I think we uh, let's let's start you with. You want to freaking send it? Yeah, we're gonna send it. Okay. But I think I think we should wait to send it. Until we get a little bit into the history of secret space programs. Heck. Well, as usual, I just went full send it, and Ryan went a little more pragmatically <laughs> into this endeavor. So Which I means guess Spencer you're going to start. Please take it away. Yep. Um, how far did you send it? I guess I should ask. Quite. Okay. I'm going to take blue, it. Blue uh, avian far. Pleiadian far? Blue avian. Okay. Blue avian far. Blue. Blue. Like the color. Avian. Avian like the far. bird. Yep. Yes. That's Got how it. far I, I sent it. Okay, cool. Well, I didn't take it. <laughs> Good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. David I, Wilcock is a crazy motherfucker. I like that you're like, I wouldn't recommend it. And yet we are about to disperse <laughs> <laughs> this insanity into all of no, your no, ears. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to like sully our listeners and your, our, and our reputations by talking about David Wilcock, I just want to let the listeners know yes. that I did take it there for myself. Yes. And that was when I was like, this has gone too far. Mm. We need to pull back. You've you've sent it all the way, bud. Full send. Yeah. Never go full send. Anyway, you're up first. Um, at what point do we start making fun of Secure Team 10? Is it now? Is it later? I can't remember a time before we started making <laughs> fun of Secure Team 10. I think just from the beginning of time, someone has been roasting Secure Team 10. That's so true. <laughs> I feel like he came up on episode like probably 12 or yeah. something, and we were like, ah! I've been making fun of that guy, that guy for long before we had a podcast. If you guys watch Secure Team 10 videos and you're mad at us making fun of him. I mean, you can hit the unsubscribe button anytime, buddy. We don't care. <laughs> Hey, look, I won't say that everything that that dude makes is trash. Hell yeah. <laughs> I will. But there are there are a bunch of Secure Team 10 videos that are absolute blunt guts trash. Yes. Um, Spencer, what's your familiarity with uh, the Lunex project? Zero percent, bud. 
Zero percent familiarity. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about secret space programs, and part of my investigation into secret space programs was, well, is there one? Yeah, I guess (laughs) that that name is pretty self-explanatory, but the, the basic idea being that there is NASA and then there's other stuff. That is not uh, publicly known or um, disclosed, I guess. Yes. And these may be governmental or otherwise. Or government-adjacent bodies. Correct. Um, And for what it's worth, the Disclosure Project as a whole talks a lot about this. And I know we've roasted Stephen Greer on this show before, but... Hell yeah! Yes. But also a lot of the people that Stephen Greer talks to are somewhat more legitimate than him. Most people are pontificating about, I promise you this is real. And I promise you I've done it. And I've been there and I've seen it. And I'm a doctor. Look at my arms. Conspiracy theories are jokes, but this is real. God damn it. My shirt's so tight. I can't think straight. I'm going to put you on a headlock. If you don't (laughs) believe me. (laughs) Um, Anyway, in 1958, the U S air force, uh, was actually trying to land on the moon. Mm-hmm. Sure. This was obviously, as as if you have a chronology of U.S. space travel uh, before the Apollo missions, mm-hmm. including Apollo 11. 69, um, correct? Was the actual moon landing? Yes. Yes? Yeah. Yes. 69. July something. Yes. Embarked upon in, like, what, 60... When did they actually start the planning of the Apollo missions? The Apollo missions? Uh, I don't know when the first one was. I think it was earlier in the 60s than that, but yes. I don't know how much earlier. Anyway, um, basically, the there's a couple primary differences. Start, sorry, started in 63. Okay, the cool. The Apollo program did. Um, there's a couple primary differences between uh, the Project Lunex and the Apollo missions, but... One of the first ones is that it was an Air Force project, which is like pretty uh, maybe semantic in nature. Well, when was NASA established? Uh, Good question. I don't think it may. I don't think it existed yet. Uh, 58. 58. So this was being planned also in 58. July 29th, 1958. Okay. Almost exactly 60 years ago. This, um, yeah, this doesn't have a month on it, but it seems to be basically... Probably it was conceived at least pre-NASA. Yes, but also probably its efforts were coinciding. And the reason I found the Lunix project interesting was for two reasons. One, the idea was starting planning in 1958, they were going to have a Air Force base on the moon Starting in 1961, that was the plan originally of the Lunix project was that they were going to try to launch and at least start establishing an Air Force base, a U.S. Air Force base on the moon. Uh, It was going to start in 61 and the base itself would be established by 1968. That was their hope. That seems very ambitious. It was extremely ambitious, but at the time... Considering a human being had not been to space yet? That is correct. That seems... (laughs) 
That is correct. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it was prep, right? Like in 1958, they're talking about doing the like the actual plan to sort of begin things in 61, with the plan of things being real by 1968. I'm just saying, going from having zero people ever in outer space to having a base on the moon in 10 years seems rather ambitious. It's but true. There's a lot of boldness that occurred around that time, though, of people they, being they like fucking Elon Musk sent it. We're going. We're going for it hard all the way. Um, the idea was that by 1968, there would be 21 circulating but ongoing Air Force airmen living on the moon. Mm. And that the project between the, uh, between the times of 1958 and 1968 would cost roughly $7.5 billion dollars. In 1958 dollars? In 1958 dollars. Damn, you got the inflation calculation handy? Um, I don't have the specific inflation calculation handy for that project. I do have the uh, NASA it, budget ongoing over uh, many years. Hold on, you said it was how many billion? 7.5. 7. Uh, 7.5. 0, in January of 1958 is, oh, error. Please use values less than 10 million. Hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, okay, let, we're going to have to do some math, Ryan. You ready? Doing no. math live on the Ab- podcast. Guys, we're so sorry for what's about to happen. Okay, $1 million. Is a number. <laughs> Correct. Of dollars. Is, in 58 is equivalent to $9 million in 2018. Okay. So basically you're multiplying by nine. So you said it was 7.5 billion? Yes. So seven times nine is 63. Yep. Nine times point. So $67.5 billion. $67.5 billion. In 2018 dollars. Now for what it's worth, that was the estimated cost of the project to execute because as we know, there is no 21-man Air Force Airman base that is currently on the moon or is there as far as far as as far as we know (laughs) i thought that was about to turn into an edmb real quick heck 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 (laughs) bro did we just make a thing yep we made a god dang thing (laughs) um should i just make a beat tape out of all the sounders that we use and put it on spotify would you guys get down with that they can't respond right now ryan hey hey (laughs) Yell louder! <laughs> uh, hi, what if podcast.com? Yeah, okay. Tell us, uh, tell us if you a, want us to I'll make, make a, a beat Twitter, tape. Twitter poll or something. Dude, I would rap about aliens to our sounder board beats. Mm. It sounds like a good time. Mm-hmm. You really piss off that one guy. Except for that one guy <laughs> who doesn't like it when I rap, who to him, I would cordially say... That's, that's my alt account, bro. To that, to that one specific gentleman, I would like to very cordially say, eat my shorts. Heck. So, obviously, the Linux project never came to fruition. Mm-mm. But the reason that I wanted to point it out is because in 1958, we now have records that the U.S. Air Force was spending Air Force dollars to try to set up a military base on the moon. I think that's relevant to what we're talking about. And have been talking about it kind of ever since. Kind of been talking about it ever since. I found a video clip today. From I think it was like June of two thousand, June or July of two thousand one, mm-hmm. in which George Bush is talking about putting making a moon base by yes. like I think he said twenty fifteen or something. Sure, like 
two things. Almost every president has proposed some sort of like, we're going to do some crazy stuff in outer space and it's going to happen soon so that you can thank me for it. Yes. Secondly, I hadn't listened to him talk in a while. Do you remember when we used to think that he was sounded like incredibly stupid? Yeah. And now you have a he president. sounded like a goddamn <laughs> genius relative to our current president. Did he use like a six letter word? <laughs> I, I understood everything he said. He was speaking in full coherent sentences. Uh, I didn't necessarily agree with him, but like he was actually conveying ideas. It's a novel concept these days. It was wild. It's anyway. wild. I'm, I'm taking it back. Yeah. I'm in shock. But yeah, that, that's been a, a theme like ever yes. since we started to have rockets and the general ability to launch things off planet. Of right. Like, yeah, we should put people out there. For sure. We should build stuff out there because we're people and we build stuff. For sure. And we colonize things. <laughs> yes. I think also part of the reason that um, that project Lunex never really came to fruition was also because... Well, A, it was rejected due to cost and also because the Air Force would have had to take the entire brunt of the planning and execution of it. So that money was never actually allocated or spent? Correct. It was just proposed? Correct. Got it. And it spun off an additional project, which is called Project Horizon, which actually came a year after Project Lunex and was a partnership between the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force, which at the time had... Basically, they owned the concept of space because NASA was still not like fully on its feet at the time. They owned the concept of space. So. They owned the <laughs> rewind. If, if you if you think about outer space, you must pay a Give fee. It back. You must pay a, fee, a licensing fee to the United States Air Force. Give it to me. Um, they owned they owned space I, exploration I, as a concept. As it we, was their as responsibility within the United States government. Yes, got it. And so um, there was a group at the Army Ballistic Missile Agency, which created a report that was called Project Horizon. And the the title is, which I think is just great and badass, and I kind of wish someone would make a movie about this, but it's called Project Horizon, a U.S. Army study for the establishment of a lunar military outpost. Hmm. And it says the lunar outpost is required to develop and protect potential U.S. interests on the moon, to develop techniques in moon-based surveillance of the Earth and space, in communications relay, and in operations on the surface of the moon to serve as a base for exploration of the moon and for further exploration into space and for military operations on the moon if required and to support scientific investigations on the moon. Can I... Give some evidence to um, support the idea that we or someone else succeeded in this. I'd like that very much. <laughs> Is now the time that we can maybe send it? I Well, yes. Let me just uh, let me say one thing about this. Okay. Slightly less expensive in its estimation of cost. The follow up study was only about uh, only about six billion. Okay. Which, again, at the time, you're Compared still talking about five. Yeah, which you're still talking about roughly being like $40 billion. What's that? Six times nine would be 45. $45 billion. Um, But. Nope, 54. Six times nine is 54. You guys, somebody just, someone just absolutely threw their phone out the window Uh, or shut their pants. Um, But keep in mind that like in 1966, the, the adjusted 
dollars for NASA's budget itself was $44 billion. So that wasn't like an incomprehensible amount of money. Which is a lot more than NASA's current budget, is it not? Uh, significantly, yeah. yeah. Uh, like more 20, than double. 20 something right now? Ish, yeah. Um, so I just say that to say, like, not an incomprehensible amount of money to be spent in adjusted dollars at the time. But a lot. But still a lot of money. Um, and their idea of, of Horizon was essentially that there would be 40 separate Saturn launches that would, not two Saturn, Saturn rocket launches that would mm-hmm. take cargo to the moon. In 65, their plan was to land men who would build and construct. And by 66, they would have a fully constructed outpost that would be manned by 12 men. And then there would be... Why has it got to be all dudes, though? Well, the article says men. At the time, it was, Dicks. unfortunately, only men. That moon colony is not going to work out very well. Probably not. Not for very long anyway. Um, But I guess, yes, before we go full send, the reason I wanted to bring up these projects was basically to say that at the time, these were not like public efforts. These were not public studies. Right. These were secretive things that the government was doing to say, you know, NASA didn't even exist or existed like in its very early stages, but there were governmental bodies that were planning, securing funding, doing reports and studies on how can we get out there? How can we settle things? How can we be there more permanently, et cetera? I also think it's important to note that prior to 67, there was nothing in a legal or yeah, in a legal sense, like regulating who could do what in outer space. Is there really now? In 67, there was a treaty a space treaty yes. signed by, I don't remember how many countries, but a bunch, all of them that had the uh, the ability to get to outer space, that said, um, there were like two main points. One, that no one can place in orbit on the moon or on any other celestial body or otherwise stationed in outer space, nuclear or any other weapons of mass destruction. Mm. Space nukes, out. And it limits the use of the moon and other celestial bodies exclusively to peaceful purposes and expressly prohibits their use for establishing military bases, installation or fortifications, weapons testing of any kind, or conducting any military maneuvers. Wow. Space is peaceful. That that knocks out Project Horizon because written out in the report, the Army-Navy-Air Force combination had in their budget line items for... Uh, something I did not know was a real thing, which is called an unguided Davy Crockett rocket. A Crockett rocket? A Davy Crockett rocket, which would... Uh, who is he? Uh, who is Davy Crockett? No, the rocket. Okay. Tell me about him. <laughs> uh, well, he's a low-yield nuclear warhead supplying uh, rocket. Mm, we should not put him in outer space. Uh-huh, which would be, uh, which would be obviously deployed by the... 12 men manning the base. They also had uh, in their line items for the budget Claymore mines Mm. that had been modified to puncture pressure suits. That's aggressive. uh, To defend the base as well. So those rules knock out the uh, But that was planned prior to 67, That's correct. correct. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Just saying there, maybe maybe those rules were written in response to, uh, hey, um, those guys, they're looking to put nuclear warheads in space 
puncturing Claymore minds. Well, Let's- Ryan, maybe in between 58 and 67, someone succeeded. Succeeded in? Putting shit on the moon. Define shit. Like real shit? Well. Like poo? Not like poo shit? No. Not feast. <laughs> no, no fecal matter on the moon. Okay. <laughs> well, there's definitely like, fecal matter on the moon, right? Mm, I think you just got to shit your pants. You can't take your pants off on the moon. Shit suit? <laughs> but you take your pants off, your butt freeze. That's true, but your, your whole your whole program will be cocked if you take your pants off up there. But don't they have like some version? You're not of, supposed to take your whole pants off. <laughs> never take your whole pants <laughs> off. But don't did they have like a version of how an airplane dumps its toilet? Pardon? They had airplane toilets on the surface of the moon. Didn't the astronauts? I think you got shit in the bag inside your suit. And then what? Bring it back with you and be like, "Here's my shit." Well, I think you could expel. It from one of the like the modules, but just if you're like down on the surface doing a moonwalk, right. I think you got to keep everything in your suit. Yes, mm-hmm. my point was to say. Then what? There is shit on the moon, correct? I don't know. There's shit in outer space somewhere, probably, unless they brought it all the way back with them. Which to me seems like that would be a waste of uh, that'd be a waste of like energy, right? Well, it'd be the same weight you went up with. You well, just turned your food to shit. Right, but that would make the return more difficult if you weren't shedding some yeah, volume it, of maybe weight. Maybe it's hard to expect. I don't fucking know. That's How not the point. How long were those guys here. gone for? How many shits did they which, take? Which guys? Is- the the Apollo Eleven astronauts. How long were they gone for? A few days. A few days. Mm-hmm. It was way more than that. Mm, I don't think so. I think it's like a couple days there, a couple days back, a couple days on. They weren't on the moon for a couple days. Let's see. Are you sure? No. Damn. Uh, let's see. Please hold while we explore the possibilities of moon okay. poo. Um, hey, moon pie. They landed on July 20th. That deserves more credit. <laughs> Sorry, I was not listening to you. I, said, I, <laughs> I was said, trying to read. I said moon pie. That's uh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, so they landed on July 20th. They walked around on the moon on the 21st. Okay. Uh, okay, the whole mission lasted eight days, three hours, 18 minutes, and 35 seconds. That's an extremely precise answer wow. to your question. Very. Also, Buzz Aldrin did not get paid to answer a question from a week ago. Yeah, well, that was on the, was that on the paid episode too last week? Couldn't tell you. Sorry, guys, we have a hard time keeping <laughs> them separate. We do, we do a lot of casting of but bots. He, he got paid, no, he just got his regular mil- military yes. wages. Yes. And he expensed uh, like $30 of a rental car. And he got like an additional, what was it, like 50 bucks a week or something like that? Or 50 no, bucks? Zero. 50 bucks total? No. No, he did. He got a bonus. I read the article. It was like mm-hmm. he got some additional thing for going to space. No, he filed an expense report for thirty, like thirty-five bucks, oh, because he had to rent a car. Well, anyway, there's weird shit on the moon. Maybe according but, to, but not real shit is what <laughs> we've, is what we've decided. Right. There are perhaps artificial structures on the moon, which we potted about. Sort of. Sort of. I'm going to take a different approach. Yep. This time, please do. There's a gentleman named Vito Sakiri okay. who claims that he saw images of the moon taken by and provided to him by NASA okay. that clearly show, amongst other things, artificial structures and spacecraft. 
So in 1979, he he was an engineer, and another engineer friend of his showed him a book called Someone Else is on the Moon, written Mm. by former NASA scientist George H. Leonard. My name's Secure Team 10. If you look at <laughs> if you look at this It does sort of get into that territory. If you look at this visual, this rock and this rock combined with this rock, make it look like the Illuminati symbol. <laughs> oh what do you guys think about that? This has been Secure Team 10. Sorry, carry on. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> That's directed at Ryan, not Secure Team 10. Uh, so Leonard was, he was a photo analyst for NASA. And he, this gentleman who wrote the book, um, he thought that there was some weird stuff on the moon mm-hmm. based on some photos he had seen while he was working at NASA, and he sure. wrote a book about it. Um, Vito read this book along with another engineer friend of his, mm-hmm. and he decided, hey, we should just ask NASA if we can see those photos. Worst case scenario, they say, no, you can't. And we say, okay. You fuck off. <laughs> no. This would have been good you for the bear man. Yeah, we'll just, you know, we can do it ourselves. Flat em. No. <laughs> hey, let me see your photos. No. You fuck off. So they just called NASA and talked to the NASA librarian, which was a thing in the 70s, I guess, or maybe it still is. Who Sick. knows? I hope it's still His is. name was Roger. They talked to Roger, the librarian. Sick. And uh, they kind of ran them through some hoops and gave them a bunch of stipulations, um, including they were they were only allowed to view these photos and materials for over the course of three days, mm. eight hours per day. They were not allowed to take any notes or bring in any cameras or recording devices of any kind. Okay. And they could not be left alone with any of the photos. They had to be supervised by a NASA employee the whole time. Yes. Uh, These photos came from what again? He just asked to see whatever photos of the moon that NASA had. And at what time was this? This was in 19... late 70s. 79, I believe. Okay, carry on. Um, turns out they had roughly two million photos of the moon. Well, that's just too goddamn many. It is too many to look through in 24 hours. Also, it's not that big. The moon is pretty big. That's not that big. <laughs> okay. We've got Google Maps. <laughs> that's like, it can't be that many photos. They were allowed to bring a magnifying glass in, and that was it. And they had to be escorted in and out of the building and on any like food or bathroom breaks. Oh, is that an ant? <laughs> It looks like an ant. Like, are you Australian? What the fuck was that? <laughs> it was like a bad, it was a bad combo. So they showed up and they were uh, escorted to a room that just had a bunch of tables with photos spread out across them. These are like physically printed photos? Yeah. 32 huh. by 24 inch photo prints. Holy Christ. That's big, a big fucking photo. Big fuckers. Absolute units. Absolute unit of a moon photo. And then on the back of each print, they had information about the photo. So like what it was taken with. Um, most of them were taken by uh, the like orbiter probes. Yep. So it, it recorded the distance from the surface that the photo was taken at. Yep. Um, the angle at which it was taken and the, lo- the like uh, location of the sun relative to the moon. So you could like determine... Shadow depth and stuff, I guess. Yep. 
So he says in this huge pile of photos that they were allowed to view. How quick are these dudes? Two, all right, dude, we got, so, we got 24 hours. We got three days, eight hours apiece. Yeah, two million the, photos, just one at a time. Go, 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 go. They were in... They were at NASA's photo library, which houses total 2 million images. Okay. They were allowed to view like a few thousand of them. What's on the other ones? Well, there's some wild shit on the ones that they were allowed to see, according to Vito, at least. And what's which, on the other ones? Wilder shit or more boring shit. Who knows? Um, he says on these photos, he saw a boulder that appeared to have been rolled uphill, leaving like a track behind it. Sure. Quote, obvious machinery on the surface showing sections that had been bolted together. Uh, three bridges crossing a chasm that, God, he's, damn. that he said reminded him of the Grand Canyon. And pipe fittings that looked like either four-way intersections or T-intersections that could be seen in almost every photo. What? He also said that he saw three pyramids tight, uh, and a UFO rising from the surface out of one of the craters. Sick. Mm-hmm. Into it. I have a dumb question. Yes. Actually, I retract that. I have a smart question. Oh, okay. I'm proud of my <laughs> questions. I'm a good person. No, um... If we can do, if we can face do, your fear, son. There we go. Sorry, timing is everything. If, <laughs> I already started my question. <laughs> now I don't know where to go. If 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 we can do Google Maps imagery using Google satellites mm-hmm. to document and map every square inch, essentially, of the planet. Yes. Um. Down to like a zoomable distance of, you know, I mean, I don't know, whatever it is, like 80 feet up or 100 Mm -hmm. feet up or whatever they list their like final zoom as. Yep. What prevents us? Why haven't Google, why hasn't Google specifically done that exact same satellite treatment to the lunar surface to give us a similar look at that body? Uh, You're saying why hasn't Google sent their own? organize their own lunar mission? Um, yes, but also like what like what would prevent Google from sending one of those satellites that they send up all the time to document the planet far enough up to get into lunar orbit and orbit around the moon and document the entire surface of the moon with the same granular level of detail that they provide. Like I would imagine it's much more complicated to get something to the moon and in orbit than it is to get into earth orbit. I also imagine there are more regulations that you would have to go through to get something like that approved. Yeah, but like they're I would the richest. It com- costs a lot more. But they're like the richest company in the world. Can you imagine what would happen yeah, if but, they released Google Moon? Well, first of all, they have right just based on NASA images. What do you mean, Google Moon? Yeah, is that a thing? I think so. What? Pretty sure. I mean, I I will type Google Moon into Google right now and see. Well, what where's happens. the god dang ding dang pipe fittings? Google.com slash moon is a thing you can do. Yeah. Well, then I stand corrected in well, my stupidity. What I assumed your question was is why hasn't 
Google done this themselves? And yes. I guess the answer would be uh, they don't think that NASA's lying to everyone <laughs> or they're in on it. Got it. Got it. They're and, not and being hiring, allowed to because they would see the pipe fittings. And hiring a bunch of engineers and astrophysicists and all the people you would need to pull that off uh-huh. would probably not be worth it for them to prove that there are pipe fittings on the moon. <laughs> Pyramids, pipe fittings, bridges. UFOs. UFOs. Mm-hmm. Um, he also says, going back to Vito for a second. Uh-huh. On the last day, this is a quote, as I was escorted back to the main room, I noticed a false panel that was slightly ajar, and I looked inside. Floor-to-ceiling bookshelves were filled with three-ring binders. Roger, that's a librarian, told us that most of the binders were, were filled with the details of NASA's scientific experiments conducted in space. The rest, he said, were simply transcript of the man, transcripts of the manned space flights, including the moon landings. Which, by the way, is topical as fuck. Did you see the news today? No. NASA worked with a third party who I cannot remember off the top of my head right now to digitize and release thousands of hours of the Apollo 11 mission audio that they have. So it's not just the transcripts. You can actually listen to like Buzz talking and like... There's like fucking, they're like joking about oatmeal and shit and like, but it's literally right. thousands of hours of the actual mission audio. There's audio from, I think it was 11, uh, of them in the, like the module or whatever they were in at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And a, uh, a turd floating through and them trying to figure out whose it was and how it happened. So back to your question from a half an hour ago. Moon pies! Yeah, they just got shit floating around in there. Space shit. He goes and... Bosco, get your shit. Get your shit together. Get your shit. Vito opens up one of the binders and starts paging through, and he sees a section that says, quote, Houston, we've got a bogey at 2 o'clock. And the response, Roger that, Apollo. Switching to alpha. Roll 8 degrees and begin sequence. And then another one that says, Mission Control, we've got Santa Claus coming over the hill. Roger, Apollo, hold your fix, switching to Bravo. So Alpha and Bravo were allegedly separate radio channels that were not public. They were like secure communication between Mission Control and the Apollo astronauts. Not included in the thousands of hours of newly released audio, likely? Probably not. So he's inferring that he's come across these transcripts of them seeing, quote, bogeys and then switching to a private channel to discuss what the next steps are. Hey, there's an alien up here. What do we do about it? Mm-hmm. Fuck. And there have been other people that have also reported uh, hearing about Santa Claus as code for unidentified things and or beings. Sick. I fuck with that heavy. <laughs> um, there are a few other people that have similar stories. I don't know how much we want to get into those. There's why don't there's one other one of note uh, in terms of the I've seen evidence of or directly seen weird shit on the moon that shouldn't be there. Yes. Uh, Ken Johnston is one of those people. Okay. That's J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N. Mm-hmm. He uh, was a consultant employed by a NASA contractor working out of the Johnson Space Center in 1971. 
and his job was storing, curating, and cataloging Apollo images. One aspect of his job was to like package and ship things uh, like samples and images to labs to do for like outsourcing testing on certain things. Sure. He claims that during this time he saw NASA photo technicians editing out details of anomalies and UFOs in lunar photos. Ooh, and sexy. I'll put a link in the notes. He uh, grabbed some of those photos when he left, the unedited ones. So we have some before and afters? Uh, we have befores, at least. Because okay. back then you would have had to like manually and probably permanently edit images. For and after. Yeah. Um, but there's an archive.org link of... 10 or 12 of these photos and mm. some are like the well if you look at this thing that I circled and inside I drew the shape that I want you to see you'll see this shape yeah 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 some of them are that others are like genuinely pretty weird okay so yeah I like it and there there are others that are like maybe even less credible than some of those uh Carl Wolf K A R L W O L F E is a is an interesting one another dude who uh, claims to have seen NASA employees editing photos before releasing them. Mm. And a woman named Donna Hare, who also claims to have seen unedited photos that had UFOs in them and claims to have seen people editing said photos before releasing them. Ooh. I um, I actually want to talk about somebody who's got, uh, who, who credibly... Somewhat credibly says they have both bef- seen both before and afters as well of some doctored photos from similar space agencies. Uh, but before we get to that, we're going to take a super quick break and throw it over to friend of the podcast, uh, Rob Christopherson, uh, at your yeah. UFO guy, yeah. who uh, hosts a podcast we really like called Our Strange Skies, and uh, he's going to tell you about it right now. What's up, UFOnauts? It's your UFO guy, Rob Christofferson. Have you ever been curious about the UFO phenomenon, but unsure of where to start? Have you ever wondered about just what crashed at Roswell? Have you ever wanted common sense advice about licking UFOs? The answers don't. Then check out the Our Strange Skies podcast, where we dive into America's rich UFO history and uncover what these sightings say about ourselves. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and most podcast apps as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget to look up, because you never know what you'll find in our strange skies. In gray we trust. Love you, Rob! I'm disturbed. I don't know why I decided to do this. You decided to do this because we have a podcast and you have a podcast, and let's podcast about podcasts, am I right? True. Um... You were talking about uh, you were talking about cats that claim to have seen versions of doctored NASA photos. Yeah, um, and somebody who's popped up on the show before, who I was going to bring up as it relates to this, is a guy named Mary 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 McKinnon, Gary McKinnon, who was mm. a uh, hacker from the UK, um, who, if you'll remember decided to jump around in high-level military computers for, like, 13 consecutive months. Was it that long? He started his hacking of uh, U.S. military and NASA computers in February of 2001, 
and was uh, caught in March of 2002. That seems like that's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, seems like too long. Get out of there, bud. Yeah. That's hey, man. Not not just, really. Just a quick look. What it did you? Uh huh. Um, in an interview he did with Wired in the early 2000s after he had gotten in trouble, uh, they asked him what he found in his digging uh, of <laughs> the military said he hacked into 97 U.S. military and NASA computers over a 13-month period, uh, including, let's see, uh, he <laughs> deleting critical files from operating systems, which shut down U.S. military computers uh, 2,000 of them for over 24 hours posted on military websites that sec- their security was crap. My mistake. <laughs> However. Uh, deleting weapons logs at naval stations. Weapon weapon logs? Weapon lo- weapons like, logs? Like using logs as weapons? Um, I believe it's more... Is that di- the advanced tech that we got from the aliens? <laughs> yes. Hey, hey, take a heavy thing and hit him with it. Hit him with a big <laughs> stick! <laughs> I think it was more documenting the uh, the number of things that mm. they had where they were. Mm. Um, but what he said he found was, I'm going to actually read uh, his take from this Wired interview. He says, a NASA photographic expert said that there was a Building 8 at Johnson Space Center where they regularly airbrushed out images of UFOs from the high-resolution satellite imaging. I logged on to NASA and was able to access this department. They had huge high-resolution images stored in their picture files. They had filtered and unfiltered or processed and unprocessed versions of the files. My dial-up 56K connection was very slow trying to download one of these files. But as this was happening, I had remote control of their desktop, and by adjusting it to 4-bit color and low-screen resolution, I was able to briefly see one of these pictures. It was a silvery cigar-shaped object with geodesic spheres on either side. Ooh. Which to me just sounds like a cack and balls, but there were no visible seams or riveting. Your balls are geodesic? I mean, no, but space <laughs> balls mm. to bring things full circle are definitely geodesic. Desic? Uh, Dishik? Desic? Dishik? I don't. Dishik. Dishnutsch? Dish geodesic nutch. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ. The sweary boys are at it again. Uh, we should probably wrap things there up There was here. no this reference one's... to the size of the object in the picture was taken, presumably ha. by a satellite. Ha. Um, it didn't look man-made or anything like what we've created. I could only get screenshots of the picture, and it didn't go into my temporary files. Um, someone, discovered, someone at NASA discovered what I was doing, and then I was disconnected. Also... I got access to Excel spreadsheets, one of which was titled Non-Terrestrial Officers. So, like, they're in airplanes or boats? It contained names and ranks of U.S. Air Force personnel who were not registered anywhere else and contained information about ship-to-ship transfers. So, people that are on boats? I think his... uh, I mean, I know the word terrestrial is fun and all, but... Non-terrestrial officers. I I know, but... Yes. I mean... I think they're on his, a yacht instead of a land yacht. Is I think all that saying. I think his his uh, his insinuation is that these are space force <sighs> or something like that. But anyway, Gary's another one of those people who claims that they know more than they know and hide what they know. Well, also in some version of the U.S. was trying to get him over here to put him in jail for like a decade. 
And then yeah, eventually they a UK judge was like, nah, you can't move him because he's going to kill himself if you do. And they said, okay, yeah. leave Gary alone. He's yes. sad about the aliens <laughs> like, that he saw on the computer. Let Gary live, man. Mm-hmm. Let that man live. Literally. Um, one of the things that I found really interesting digging into this subject is that a lot of people's um, like takes about this whole topic are relate back to, well, what we have for UFOs aren't actually UFOs. It's advanced technology. And that advanced technology is being like reverse engineered or anti-gravity or nuclear. Well, I think when it comes to like the moon stuff in, in this setting, at least it's evidence that, well, there's just, there might be, things happening that we don't know about and NASA might be doing the stuff that we know about, but there might also be a bunch of like black budget, black ops stuff happening in right. addition. It's, it maybe is not extraterrestrial. It's maybe shit that we're doing and have been doing right. that our government doesn't want us to know about or things that other governments or other agencies are doing and that that's, we ain't supposed to know about. Right. And that's the thing is I think like the, the space program stuff is such a two-sided sword because it's like one side of the sword is it's us doing shit in space that is secretive and we're not trying to talk about. And the other side of it is it's shit that is in space that we know about. And we're like doing things to either, you know, investigate it or placate it or defend ourselves from it or whatever. And like, to me, those two things are very different things. Like the whole, are we doing things to explore or colonize or whatever that we don't tell people about Fucking absolutely. Like there's, there's borderline no possibility that that's not true. If we were doing that shit in the fucking sixties, like planning, trying to, to, there's no, I mean, I'm not trying to say that I believe we have a colony on the moon. I don't think that's the case. I'm not, I'm not saying I have any evidence that we don't. Well, (laughs) I don't think that's how evidence works. That's not how evidence works. I really want Google moon because I want to be able to have all those people that found, X picture of mm-hmm. X weird pattern or a picture of a plane in the ocean, just be like, go internet trolls and survey the moon and find, right. Find me the pipe fittings. Show me what you got. Show me what you, you got. If you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that 53 billion of black budget spending isn't going nowhere every year. Right. And like the thing We're is, is doing some shady shit. Right. Also, it, the U.S. just stays breaking treaties. I mean, that wouldn't be surprising if we had militarized space somehow. D- did you break the treaty? If a treaty breaks in the woods and no one knows about it, did it really break? Yes. Yes. But also, like, <laughs> I think that's kind of been our general take on things. Yeah. They're, they, you know, we follow them as they're convenient. Right. Yeah. Right. When they help us, sure. Right. I, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's interesting. I, I think... I for this this one for me is like there's for sure something happening. The extent to which that something is happening is sort of I don't know. All these people who are like I've seen doctored photos. It's like why don't we have any? We have we don't any. I mean, I guess like you have those ten, twelve ish. Some of them are weird, bro. I know Ken Johnston. Ken Johnston coming in, coming in clutch. All I know is that David Wilcock doesn't have the answers. Are we talking about blue avians before we go? Fuck no, we're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shots, Shots fired! That goofy son of a bitch. Hey, um, if y'all don't know, we're getting down to uh, brass tacks here, if you will. 
We've got a live show coming up mm. in September. Uh, it's in Minneapolis. It's at Ice House. It's our hundredth episode. We have live music. We have a DJ. We're gonna do weird stuff. I'm gonna be wearing costumes. Yep, costumes. Plural. Plural. Deal with it at the same damn time. At the same damn time. Also, it's it's September nineteenth, more specifically. It's September nineteenth. Yes, I was getting there, but I got excited about the <laughs> costumes that you don't know about yet. Um, so okay. we're gonna okay. be having a we're gonna be having a live recording, a party, a celebration. It's sponsored by Fulton Brewing. So uh, we gonna be drunk. So we gonna be drinking. It's gonna be fun. Um, so if you're in the Twin Cities area or the Tri-State area or whatever, and you want to come hang out, uh, we'll or be if there. you're not, like you're you're welcome still. That's true. Come from wherever. We're going to have swag and posters, and we're going to be hanging out and taking photos and chilling, and it'll be good. So, we love you all. Thanks, uh, thanks for supporting the show. Uh, we'll, uh, I guess we'll uh, probably uh, maybe uh, oh, 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 God, see you next week.